You are listening to Radio Ramadan 365 Podcasts. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Radio Ramadan 87.7 FM we are live on Facebook and also um on our uh, website rr365.co.uk/listenlive this is reflections with your host zubair akram and my guest sheikh amir jamil today 4th of april 13th of ramadan iftar today in glasgow is at 7 minutes past 8 807 um normally we have five days of sheikh uh, rizwan uh, with us uh, with reflections and a day with uh, sheikh amir jamil it's a privilege to have him on today's reflections assalamu alaikum sheikh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah uh sheikh um, alhamdulillah we this is uh, my first podcast with you uh, reflections uh, podcast or uh, or the show and inshallah with with the uh, with the audience and the viewers uh, we would like to welcome you and hopefully they, they will see a different kind of interaction today uh, i think you last week it was sajid kuyum and yourself uh, reflections normally uh, we are covering surah alaq uh, but with yourself a very unique topic akhlaq uh, akhlaq the meaning of it um, and how uh, we are asked uh, by prophet alayhi salam to imbibe the 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 sunnah of uh, uh alayhi and learn about akhlaq and how we live by akhlaq and the implications and its um um the, the, the wider meaning of akhlaq how it affects our lives and people around us so akhlaq is a topic uh, which we all need to learn about and, and if i can ask you the the, the broader understanding of akhlaq how we see akhlaq as alhamdulillah wa salatu wa salam wa rasulullah assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullah um so yes um we had um, started this discussion uh, last week with um sajid hmm. on this topic of of akhlaq and akhlaq is the plural of khuluq and um this is a, a description of the prophet sallallahu that he, that kana khuluquhu alquran that his his character was the quran and that he is on a innaka uh, ala khuluqin azim that you are on a vast character so this is something which is talked about in the quran the prophet some also used to um you know when he looked in the mirror he said ya allah make my my outward appearance beautiful as my character so character is something which is central to our faith we know as i said last week that um even before the prophet sallallahu got the message the the first revelation which we've been going through he was known for his character he was known for his mannerisms such that uh, he was known as the trustworthy one al amin hmm. so this was one of the things that actually um broke down the barriers even though people made lies about him and said all sorts of things about him then people were like we well, hold on but we know he doesn't lie we know he's upright so there was a conflict you know when you're trying to take someone down and this is what they you know when when you're trying to destroy someone's credibility what do they do they call it character assassination so you try and pick holes in the, i mean what's happening with trump right now 
um, is, is, is that if, if he's been involved in that behavior, that's deemed not good enough um, character for a president, you know. Um, so character is taken seriously, even in, in non-Muslim countries when it, you know, um, um, when it comes to like politicians, for example, in COVID, um, when politicians were caught breaking the rules, you know, some of them were, you were forced to resign because that's seen as bad character. You're, you're being hypocritical. You're telling people something and then you're, um, not following the rules yourself. So character and credibility tend, tend, tend to you know, go in hand in hand. And, you know, when it comes to, to um, many kind of um, political things, what happens is mudslinging, isn't it? It's trying to find dirt on the other person's character. So character holds a lot of, a lot of value in um, every society, whether it's Muslim, whether it's non-Muslim, every society is looking at the character uh, of people, especially um, those in positions where people are looking up to the community leaders, uh, you know, political leaders, scholars, and so forth. But, uh, but the thing is, character is something all of us, every single Muslim, needs to have and needs to needs to work on. So the Prophet said, "Inna I was only sent to um, complete good character. So um, the, the, this is what I was saying last week, you know, that uh, Islam came to complete good character. So that, mean, that means that was already good character there. Arabs were known for their hospitality. They were known for, you know, being brave and things like that. So those characteristics you, you keep. So if a, if a person becomes a Muslim, you know, it's not like they are having to completely do a 180 because they'll have good characteristics. They'll have maybe, you know, honesty, um, you know, um, maybe patience, all of those things are even like say a Christian love of God, love of Jesus Christ. These are all things which we're not going to tell them to, to change. But then what happens is Islam comes and it just does the fine tweaking that this is, you know, we need to kind of fine tweak. It's obviously with the, with the belief with a Christian, it'd be, you know, that Jesus is not the son of God, but you still love him. You still love God, etc. So character is, um, is something which is, is central to our religion. And the thing is, everyone has access to it. So whether you're a mufti, whether you're, uh, you know, uh, an illiterate and anbar, it doesn't matter. Everyone has got um, access to to character. With, with when it comes to knowledge, when it comes to other things, maybe, you know, some people have access, some people don't have access. But when it comes to character, everyone has access to it. You know, everyone can excel in their character. Everyone knows what honesty is. Everyone knows what um, patience is. Everyone knows what gratitude is. Everyone knows what, you know, controlling your anger is. This is every single Muslim, whether they have zero knowledge or, you know, they've memorized Sahih Bukhari, they're, they're on par because uh, in terms of the access to that aspect of your life is there, which makes it very fair because Islam, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made an even, an even uh, playing field. Everyone's got the chance to, to get to the highest abodes of paradise. It cannot be just for an elite people which is why the prophet said nothing is heavier on the scale for the believer in the days of resurrection as is good character 
So that's the heaviest thing that we will have. Surely um, the, the character or akhlaq uh, the Prophet um, emphasized on that he وسلم, was sent down to perfect the, the character of mm -hmm. humanity. Now, are there any categories? I mean, simple things from <clears throat> complex things. For example, you know, we, we were in a hotel and I was going in the corridor um, and, and then the, the door was open and somebody peeked <clears throat> into the door and the other person said, well, you know, we're not supposed to do that. Mm. You know, you're going through the from there to someone's um, private um, documents sitting on their desk and you happen to be on the other side of the desk and you, you start kind of like, you know, prying on, you know, what's there. Um, simple things like this to more complex things. Are there any categories that we can kind of fairly categorize that these are the characters wanted, uh, must have things uh, in a life of a of a good human being or, or, a, or, or being a Muslim? What's the difference between what they call is a human character and then what's extra that's required of uh, being a Muslim other than just a human being I think that I, I don't think there's um, I don't think it's complicated like I said like that I think mm -hmm. it has to be this see this um, Allah SWT has made this religion accessible for everybody so the illiterate um, you know say villager um, doesn't have to memorize different categories of character everyone knows you're supposed to have good intentions you're supposed to speak the truth you're supposed mm. to be humble. You're not supposed to be arrogant. You're not supposed to be envious. Um, like the thing you said, everyone will know. You're not supposed to. Um, you're supposed to mind your own business. You know, mm. everyone's mm. supposed to stick to what um, is is theirs and not pry on other people's privacy. So, I think that we can complicate it as much as we want or simplify it as much as we want. And I think that we should keep things simple. It's the sim see that it's the simple things I think that we often fail on, not the big things. It's the simple things that we we um, sometimes um, don't realize. And if you look at what the Prophet said, that the most beloved actions to Allah, ahabul amali illallah, adwamuha, they are the most consistent ones. Wa inqal, and even if they're even if it's small, so it's continuously even in a small way working on your your character so for example the example you gave somebody looked at the you know whatever um, something they weren't supposed to look at maybe they're not aware maybe somebody makes them aware listen you shouldn't do that so then okay they they realize okay that was a mistake i shouldn't have done that and so next time they don't do it so that's them now improved the character that little bit so it's a it's a continuous thing and this is why um arrogance is so bad because when you're arrogant, you think you're right. And so if that was an arrogant person, he's going to justify, no, 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 I was doing this. So I was, no, you know. So the thing is, if you're not going to admit it, you will never change. So um, arrogance is, is probably one of the big ones because we know the whole story of Iblis and Adam is based on arrogance. Arrogance is one of the big ones that we have to try to get rid of. And a byproduct or straight away by becoming less arrogant you become more humble hmm. so if somebody's hmm. trying to become humble one of the ways is to work on where am i arrogant and we're all we've all got uh, traces of it in our lives um, the hmm. prophet said that iblis shaitan runs in the veins of bani adam 
so he's you know he's he's uh, he's never far away um, to provoke that um, side of us. So this is something that we've got to be um, always on 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 the, the case. And like I said, it's the heaviest thing in the scales. So you know this is the fo- this is where the focus has got to be. Yes, it's you know memorizing Quran is wonderful, doing lots of ibadah is wonderful, but um, the heaviest thing is is good character. So um, if you're arrogant and you read a lot of Quran. But somebody who is humble and reads reads very little Quran, my opinion would be that the person who's humble and reads little Quran is superior to the arrogant one who reads a lot of Quran. So this is where I think we need to, because often what happens, as you know, we are encouraging khutbahs and stuff to do lots of good actions. Amal Saliha, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Do this is very good. You know, do this dhikr, read this much Quran, come to the the masjid, pray salah. Do tarawih prayers, etc., etc., which is all good, and you know we should do it. But um, we need to also be focusing on character, like looking at your character. Where are my flaws? What do I need to work on? And slowly, slowly, slowly chipping away at it. I mean, it's interesting that Imran Khan, um, obviously, you know, he's you know in uh, very difficult. Um, difficulties that Pakistan's going through right now but Imran Khan is one of the things he's been pushing is the character building of a nation so he's you know he's he's um trying to build the character of a, of a nation that this is you know you you have to rise up for the truth um so what is that that's character building like don't be cowardly be brave stand for your principles um you're not going to bow that's all character building um, and the thing is, you know, there's um, there's lots of prayers going on on in, in Pakistan, lots of tarawih, you know, in, in in the masjids, lots of du'a, but at the same time, a lot of corruption and, and oppression as well. Hmm. So a lot of ibadah will not not necessarily equate into um, good character. The good character has to be worked at. You know, ibadah's got its own place. But good character, working on your akhlaq, working on your manners, working on your behavior, that is uh, also and needs a lot of um, emphasis because I think we're not we're not putting enough emphasis on it. And then the thing is, if you don't have good, if you don't have character, then what good is having knowledge? What good is having all the doing Hajj every year? What good is it if you are, for example, in Jamaat, but you're you 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 neglect your 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 parents. You neglect your wife. You neglect your children. You know, we have to get the, our priorities um, right. Hmm. So the character. Um, what I've heard is you, you talked about arrogance uh, quite a lot. Being humble is part of character. Uh, and the, the priority of your personal ibadah and uh, what you see as a communal rights, uh, people interacting with each other, uh, you seem to have put more emphasis on that rather than your personal connection. And there's often this debate that, oh, I don't pray, uh, but at least I am <clears throat> very humble. Now, how do we address this uh, where people justify one action over the other? Yeah, I mean, look, um, 
we're all we're all lacking in in our um, religion in some aspect you know mm. so maybe some person's got the prayers down but um they've not got their anger down mm. um another person's um you know got the the anger down got their arrogance down but they don't have the prayers down so i think um you know whatever is lacking in a person's life they need to address it you can't you know prayers are are prayers you can't get away from that but mm-hmm. arrogance and um getting rid of it is also part of it because as you know the hadith that no one will enter paradise who has even a mustard grain of arrogance in their heart now that that should really worry everyone because that means we this this shows you how much of a destructive force that arrogance is that we need to try and eliminate it as much as possible and it's a it's, it is a a lifelong um journey it's not something that stops but we're, but the thing is you have to work on yourself nobody's going to work on you there's no magic you know zikr you can do and that's it your heart's going to get sorted or uh, you know you're you're automatically going to become humble it's something you have to just be aware so of your arrogance, arrogance uh, is takabbur is it takabbur yes takabbur kibr kibr and takabbur, yeah. and, and kibr is i mean I, i'm basically working on this conjecture that kibr is for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala only takabbur is for him alone and is it just just a relationship of kibr with our psychology uh, where kibr is because of something else something is lacking that's why we have kibr kibr, <clears throat> i mean kibr we you know that, that can be broken down in in different ways arrogance but arrogance is um it comes from an inflated opinion of yourself so you believe that you are better than other people i mean iblis iblis thought he was better than adam so he's got uh, an inflated uh, idea of himself um forgetting that well it's 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 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that's given you everything so it's almost like you're you you're uh, uh, attributing something falsely to you which is not even yours um and in in that there is a denial of of um of god because it goes against submission islam is all about submitting to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is it's about seeing um him thinking about him whereas arrogance is all about yourself me i did this i did that how dare he say that to me it's it's the it's the i the ego that um is is uh, involved in in all of that so when you have the i that then there's no space for 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 god you know so god leaves the equation because it's all about you mm-hmm. and the what the 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 people of spirituality when they talk about the nafs the ego and obliterating the ego it's 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 so that the end goal is that so that you um like the ego is a veil between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like Iblis was veiled from God because of his ego hmm. and when you get rid of that ego then there's no veil between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can you can see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more clearly you can feel him 
your the way your heart feels towards God uh, changes, the way you the way you behave changes, the way you are in your prayers changes, all of that. So that can't happen until there's this this arrogance there. If you look at um, the Abu Jahls and and these mm -hmm. people, they knew the Prophet didn't lie. They knew he was noble. There's even reports that they, you know, they would secretly go and listen to the Quran. They were bamboozled, hmm. um, but they just couldn't. They were just, they just could not get over their own arrogance. It was like, but why did God choose you? Hmm. Why didn't hmm. choose us? We're 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 older. We're wiser. But why you? Why you? Why you? And that think about it. That's exactly what Iblis did to Adam. He's like, but hmm. why you? You're just mm -hmm. a new kid on the block. You've done it, not done anything. I've been here for so long. I've so, the, the, the is it right to to say that the punishment of Shaitan was because of his arrogance, because of his kibr takabur? Yeah, and then he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't do tawbah. He didn't repent. So, mm -hmm. you know, because the, the thing is, you know, if you look at the whole story, um, and I think this is where we're going now, is, is that story. If you look at the story, there's this this two there 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 are two um, approaches here. One is approach of Iblis, and one is approach of Adam salam. And these are two archetypes, right? So this is not, and then this is why when we read stories in the Quran, they're there uh, to tell us about types of people. So there will be types of people who fall into Adam category, types of people who fall into Iblis category. Um, so with uh, um, with with uh, with uh, Iblis, he says, I am better than him. You created me from fire, and you created him from uh, from uh, from clay. Okay. So yeah. if you if you look at Iblis, what does Iblis do? If you look, if you actually look at what happens, he actually not only does he um, when, when, when he's told to prostrate to Adam, he refuses, right? Because of his arrogance. He thinks he's better than Adam. Why should I bow to him? And this is, you know, this is the same thing with, with Abu Jahl. Why should I listen? Why should I follow you? You should follow me. Why has God chosen you? Why has he not chosen me? Hmm. Right? So this is the same thing play, getting played out. And we have, what we have to take from the story is, okay, where is this in me? Where do I play out this Iblisi response in me? Because we have these Iblisi responses in us. And mm. this is what we need to try and get rid of. So what does he do? He refuses. And then what does he do? He's, he, he accuses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So he accuses Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He says, uh, Because you... Uh, you, you you've you've put me in the wrong so now he is blaming allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so he starts to it's not only he thinks he's better but now he doesn't take responsibility for his 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 own actions he's blaming god you did it to me right so you made so he basically saying to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you made me superior you made mm. me made me from uh fire you've made me superior and now you're you're you are telling me to um bowed out to him so he's gonna he's blaming allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he's blaming adam this is what he says and that's why he becomes the arch enemy he blames adam because all because of you because everything was fine until you came along so now he's blaming adam 
right? He's blaming God. He's blaming everybody apart from himself, right? <laughs> so again, we what we take from that is, okay, we're, we're, we're in my life because this story is not just there to be told and, okay, this is arrogance, that's that, that's that. That's a nice intellectual discussion. No, okay, where where do I do that in my life? Where do, when I make a mistake, but I blame my parents or I blame my school or university or I blame my boss or I blame my wife or I blame my children or I blame the community or I blame the leaders. Like where, you know, where do we see that happening in our own lives that, that's something that i've got to do you've got to do all of the listeners have got to do right is to be aware that okay when i start blaming other people i'm falling into iblis now this is me mm. this is the iblis in me which i need to get rid of right <clears throat> because this is what is going to lead to my destruction in the the next life and then what happens is if you get rid of your your you if you're le less blamey then you're you're a nicer person you're a better person um so this is why it's so important um because you know you can be in good company we talk about you know being good company being good company isn't it um mm. but the thing is you can be in good company but if your arrogance is so big you're going to think you're better than everyone you're not going to benefit from that gathering because mm. you think you're the, you think you're the man you're going to be wanting wanted to talk and everyone listen to you so it actually stops you from even benefiting. So it's like a block. This arrogance is like a block. It blocks us from from good coming in because, I mean, if you think of Iblis, he is, and there's no better company. He's got. He's in the company of angels. He's in. He's in the presence of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. There is no. We can't. We will never have a an, a, a gathering or that kind of um, good company like he did. Yet. None of that helped him because his arrogance was so big that it, it was like a block. So we can, you know, this is the thing. We can be studying Islamic studies for years and years. We can be doing dhikr for years. People say, I've been doing this dhikr for 10 years. I still don't feel anything. Hmm. So then there's a block. There's something blocking. There's something blocking inside of you that's not allowing the full impact of the dhikr to hit your heart. There's something blocking inside of you that this knowledge You've got all this knowledge, but you're you're not transformed into a better person. And hmm. you know, we see this, don't we? We see we even see with people of knowledge who sometimes have very bad um akhlaq. So that hmm. means that there's something internally gone wrong, um, which is blocking the goodness from 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 getting to the person. So the more we can get rid of these um these kind of um uh, uh, bad traits automatically we start to benefit from the things we're actually doing and automatically mm. we uh you know our our uh, behavior becomes better our character comes uh, becomes better reflections with uh sheikh uh, uh, amir jamil 4th of april 2023 mm. 13th of ramadan iftar in glasgow is at eight seven seven minutes past eight today uh, it's a small ad break, and inshallah, we'll be right back after this break. And after the break, we, I'll be asking Sheikh, you know, how do we identify the symptoms of uh, arrogance, kibr, takabur, the symptoms of, and then inshallah, uh, after we've identified the symptoms, uh, how do we treat those symptoms um, in, in, in the world of uh, tasawwuf? 
through zikr, through action, and what those things could be. How do we treat arrogance? Can I remind all the listeners that we have several charity appeals going on uh, on our radio station, uh, as always. Uh, do go onto our website to see what the details are for this year. Uh, we are appealing for uh, the, the earthquake victims of um, Surya and uh, Turkey, and also uh, school building in Pakistan through Ghazali Education Trust. Uh, through Penny Appeal, we are also helping uh, cancer victims uh, in Tanzania, um, for children, especially children there. And the donations are ranging from £100 to £1,000. Uh, all the details are on our website people who have given their sadaqat and zakat so far, uh, alhamdulillah, and those of us who are still thinking about, uh, this is 13th of Ramadan already, and we know that how important it is for us to complete our faith through charity, through sadaqat, and through zakat as well. My guest today is uh, Sheikh Amir Jamil, um, and our overarching um, topic is akhlaq, character, how important it is. And within that, we, we, we were talking about arrogance. And before the break, uh, as, I, as I promised all the listeners that inshallah we'll be talking about the, the symptoms of arrogance, takabbur, how do we identify that we, not the, uh, the other, are possibly one of the victims of this bad trait um, called um, arrogance, takabbur. And then inshallah we'll go on to its treatment as well. Sheikh. Yeah, so as I was um, as I was saying, uh, the story of of Adam Islam and Iblis is, I think um, that's our starting point. So um, again, the story is accessible to everybody. You know, any Muslim knows the story, can find the answers there. We, you don't have to study for ten years. You know, to know the stuff is is quite straightforward. It's just that we often read the stories and don't stop to really think about what's happening. So if we if we just um, look look at the story uh, more, we'll see that um, it's it's uh, it's not Iblis's knowledge that saves him. You see, he had a lot of knowledge. It's not mm. wasn't the knowledge, but it was it's the character that saves you, not the knowledge. Um, his character was very very poor. He had iman. We, you see that he had iman. He knew he knows who Allah is, so he had iman, but his his character was poor. It was his mm-hmm. arrogance that led him uh, to destruction. And what's that teaching us? That's teaching us, uh, okay, fine, you know, do your ibadah, do all that stuff. But if you don't get your arrogance under control, then uh, that ibadah is going to get, um, you know, it's going to get um, impact. The impact's not going to be there. And also the reward of it is going to d- diminish because the arrogance, like all the internal diseases, they eat away at um, the good deeds that we have. So it's important that we um, recognize what it is in the first place, and then we can try and um, find it in ourselves. So uh, I was saying that, you know, one of the things that he did was he blamed. He blamed God. He blamed uh Adam, he blamed everyone apart from himself, and I'm gonna I'm gonna come on to Adam salam like how he responds. But let's finish with Iblis first, because Iblis okay. is the 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 stuff that we need to find in ourselves. That's the that's the potent stuff. That's the dangerous stuff. 
that we want to um, get rid of. Um, so obviously he's he's now arrogant. He thinks he's better than Adam salam, but he's also stubborn. You see, stubbornness is also there because he's not willing to be open enough to see the other person's point of view. He's not willing to to look at well. Okay, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has told me to prostrate. Maybe, you know, this guy, maybe this Adam does have certain qualities that I don't have. Maybe he's, you know, but he's not even open to that. He's not. I'm better than him. I'm the man. No one's going to uh, take my seat, my kursi. Basically, uh, he's holding on to that. Um, he's become attached to that. So his his ibadah, um, you know, got muddied. Um, it didn't. It didn't. It didn't become for God, and this is a, a warning for us as well. You know that we can sometimes become complacent. That okay, I pray five times a day, or I'm in the masjid every day, or I've been doing da'wah work for twenty years. But um, you have to be very careful because we may kid ourselves that we're actually doing it for Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But it could be for other reasons like status. It could be because that's where you get your social interactions. It could be just because you don't like staying in the house. It could be a number of reasons. And these are things which is why, uh, are very subtle. And this is why our very first hadith in Bukhari and in any many collections is what is intention. Why? Because everything stops and starts with intention. You must get your intention right. You must keep your intention right. So, and it can be very, very subtle um sometimes i mean when we're doing wrong actions it's easier because if you're drinking alcohol you know it's wrong okay and you know you need to repent from it but when you're doing uh, good actions it can seep in very subtly without us even um realizing and then you can actually become arrogant you know if you're praying you may think you're better than people that don't pray if you have a hijab, you might think you're better than women that don't wear hijab. If you've got knowledge, you might think you're better than people that don't have knowledge. So that's a very dangerous, slippery uh, slope. And this is, and if that happens, you've fallen into the iblis trap, uh, which is, you know, is very destructive for the human being. So we have to be very, very, very careful. It's so, so it's actually very difficult um, to keep your intention correct. There's a famous story of this man. Who, and I'm not saying we should do this, but it just shows you, you know, the, how it can happen. So he's um, he's praying uh, in the mosque for 27 years. Hmm. So for 27 years he's praying in the mosque, and not only is he praying in the mosque, he's in the front row. So for hmm. 27 years he was in the front row every single prayer without fail. And then one day, inevitably, obviously, you have to, be, you know, get late one day. He became late one day after 27 years. And he prayed in the last row. So as he's praying, he's thinking, oh, everyone's going to think, you know, uh, I'm not in the front row and, um, you know, I'm late. And, uh, you know, he's, he's seen it as a kind of, you know, a negative uh, point. So as he's thinking these things, then he starts to realize, wait a minute, I've been, I've been, I don't know if I've been praying properly because I think I've been at the, in the front row and I've been so fixated on being in the front row because I, I think that it's beneath me to be anywhere else. So um, the 
Uh, is there any issues? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's fine. <clears throat> um, so, um, yeah, so 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 he he starts to ponder and reflect and realize. Wait a minute, I have been praying in the front row because I think it's beneath me to pray in the last rows, and that's um, that's a big problem because I've not I've been so fixated on that. I've not been um, thinking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly. So uh, he then actually done qada of, of, of 27 years of, of, of salah because he felt that it wasn't sincerely for Allah. Now, I'm not saying we do that, but it just highlights that even in very, very good actions, um, we, don't, we don't become complacent because we don't, we're never sure. And, we, and unless we're checking ourselves that why am I doing this, Okay, that person said that to me. I felt like this. Why did I feel like that? Where did that come from? Is that because I felt offended? How dare he say that to me? Because then you know you, you have to you have to always review um, you know what is going on because you're never sure. You know it could be something like Iblis because Iblis is very sly, mm-hmm. and his job is his job is either to stop you from doing good. And if he mm-hmm. can't stop you from doing good, whatever good you're doing, he's going to try and muddy your intention or uh, distract you. Um, so you know you're praying, but you're not you're not you're not really paying attention. Mm-hmm. Or you're reading Quran, but you're not. It's not really going in. Or you're doing dhikr and it's absent-minded. So he's happy with that, and he wants mm-hmm. you to keep doing that because he's like, yeah, just keep doing it because you're going to do that for 30, 40 years, thinking if everything's great at the end of it, you'll have nothing or mu- not much. Um, so that is where we have to be very careful of these traps um, that Iblis um, lays for us. So that's another one, stubbornness. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we all have to ask then ourselves, okay, well, where am I stubborn in my life? Mm-hmm. Um, when do I become stubborn? Sheikh, in the, in, the wor- in, in the world of doctors of heart, if if I can use that term, mm-hmm. uh, in in, um, uh, in in spiritual world, how you, you can't just one day wake up and think, oh, I need to fix this until you know what's to be fixed. How how do we go about doing that? How do we kind of understand there's something wrong with our own akhlaq? Yeah. So the first thing is to understand what is actually in the first place. So like, for example, we're talking about arrogance right now. It's about, well, what is arrogance? Everyone will tell you, oh, it's when you think you're better than somebody else. And that's it, full stop. They just stop there. But mm-hmm. like, as we're as we're now uncovering, there's actually a lot of things going on. There's blaming going on. There's mm-hmm. uh, being stubborn going on here. There's having iman but poor character so all of these things are there also what else does iblis do um he has victim mentality because uh he is the one who chose not to to bow down but now he doesn't want to take co- the consequences of his own actions so mm-hmm. he's now going to blame god so this is what's this is what this is what called victim mentality and how often do we do this People think, poor me, poor me. My marriage fell apart, or it was, you know, it's because my, as the buzzword these days is because my spouse is a narcissist. You know, mm. I've done a course on narcissism, and my spouse is a narcissist. Yeah, so it's your, it's your spouse's spouse is a narcissist. 
this person's that, that person's that. Where are you? Where's you? Where, where, where is your self-reflection? What, you, what are you a narcissist? Where are you? So um, this idea of victim mentality, um, feeling hard done by, um, whether it's at work, whether it's in your personal life, again, something that is an ablisi uh, trait. If you've done an action and there's consequences, you need to take the consequences. You can't then um you know blame other people and absolve yourself of responsibility hmm. um, so there's also a fine line between self-reflection and trying to blame yourself or and having or others other around is having the self-confidence that yes this is the part you own in any human in transaction and this is the part that somebody else is wrong yeah, so it, again, you're right. It's down to self-reflection. So you have, but the thing is, you have to be. the The thing is, the starting point of the ego, the starting point of the nafs, is to absolve itself of responsibility. So the ego's the starting point. of The ego is always to defend yourself. No, no, no. I, I you know, and make make excuses for yourself. Mm. So the thing is, what you do is, is being objective, because um, going the other way. Where you just think, oh, I'm such a bad person, you know, uh, it's all my fault. That's also wrong as well. Hmm. That's falling into despair and kind of the whole drama and stuff. That's not being that's not being balanced either. The other way, you know, thinking, well, no, no, it's always you're always looking at other people and what other people said and what other people didn't, and I'm, you know, I didn't do anything. That's the other spectrum. And then you you have somewhere in the middle where someone says something, you reflect upon it and think, hmm, okay, I said that. Did I say it in the right way? Was my tone correct? Or did I did I try and put the person down when I say it? Hmm. Did I, you know, was I trying to you know be sarcastic to get under their nerves? Was I trying to you know, you know yourself when you start thinking, you you realize actually you know something, I was taking a cheap shot there, and that's not justified. So that's you now keeping yourself in in check, um, and in terms of um, you know self confidence, well, if you've thought about it, right? I, my tone was correct, my words were okay. I didn't say it this way. My intention was clear. I didn't try and put the person down, but the other person's taken it the wrong way. Okay, well now it's this is where the self confidence comes in that you've done your analysis, and to the best of your ability, you you can't see what you did wrong but the other person's taking it the wrong way then you can leave it um but it's about we don't even do the first step mm-hmm. we just straight away just kind of think no no it wasn't me i didn't do anything uh we absolve we absolve ourselves very very quickly mm. um and um, you see this a lot in you know in, in marriages like um because i deal with marriages mm. very often um it's just about me uh, I done this and I did this and I done that and she didn't do that or he didn't do that. You know, it's very much um, centered on themselves. Uh, sorry, centered on the, on the other person and what the other mm. person is doing and the other person said and did, but not so much on um, themselves of how or how was your conduct? How mm. did you did you um, pull it off exactly the way it should be? You know, so. Um, I think we just got to be aware of this ablisi uh, trait that we we um, we have in us 
amino iblis is near and we know he's our our enemy and he know we know that he will come from every direction and th these things which exists in us he will try to basically just um stir them up and and uh, make them worse hmm. Hmm. Uh, and so these these are the symptoms the treatment of it in the last maybe 10 minutes that we have treatment i think if we look at adam alayhi salam that will that will give us the uh, some answers because you've got iblis on one side which is the wrong response and then you've got adam alayhi salam which is the correct response Hmm. So Adam, so let's look at Adam. So what what happens? So Adam alayhi salam, uh, he is he he's told not to eat from the tree, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Right. Do not approach the 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 tree. The, the forbidden, the forbidden fruit, or the forbidden the the forbidden the tree, right? So he's not supposed to eat from this tree. You can do whatever you want, but don't eat from this tree. Then what happens is Iblis comes. And says, look, you know, I'm here to give you good counsel, etc. etc. Iblis ends up convincing Adam alayhi salam that he'll be doing nothing wrong by eating from the tree. Mm -hmm. So Adam alayhi salam eats from the tree and their nakedness becomes apparent to them, and then you know, the story goes on. So now Adam alayhi salam's done an action, and we're going to see his response. So Iblis done an action, and we saw his response. So what's the response of Adam? Adam, first of all, recognizes his action. Iblis did not recognize his action. Adam salam recognizes his action. What does Adam do? He seeks forgiveness. That dua is the dua of Adam salam. Yes, right. Both of them, because it's two of them, Adam and Hawa. Okay. They both made that dua, right? So this is them now asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. Hmm. So he also does an action, a, a, hmm. an action which is a you can say it's a misjudgment, whichever way you want to look at it, uh, or a mistake. Um but What's his response to it? His response is he takes responsibility. Rabbana zalamna. Right? He takes responsibility and he asks Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. Right? Right. Yes. Right. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala do? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives him. Right. So the correct response is Adam. So Iblis made a mistake. Right? But Iblis, instead of taking responsibility, instead of asking for forgiveness, he he thought he was better. He knows better. And what he done is absolutely nothing wrong with what he's done. So hmm. can, can you see how we can recognize these behaviors in ourselves? We're probably as people listening, they can remember, think of situations. Oh, my God, I've done that. I, hmm. that I've done exactly that Iblisi behavior. Been in a situation hmm. and I've just blamed everyone else. Um, whereas Adam alayhi salam, takes responsibility it's painful but he takes mm -hmm. responsibility he had acknowledges what he's done uh, he asks for forgiveness and not only not only does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive him mm. he also makes him a prophet at the end of it you know mm. so is a reward so you can it shows you how now this also shows how weak we are as, as humans that you can have everything and still end up making a mistake 
right? So we, by by you by nature, will make mistakes. We will get things wrong, but the correct response to that is to acknowledge what you've done, um, admit it, and it's not always easy, you know, to say, okay, I actually got this wrong, and I ask forgiveness from from other people or from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, whatever it may be, or from mm -hmm. my family, or from my spouse, or from my children, or from my whoever it may be. Um, so his response is a response of um is a response of um taking responsibility and um uh, seeking forgiveness and so that's what we're, we're taught what are we taught you make a mistake you ask you 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 take you take responsibility you ask for forgiveness that thing you're talking about before you looked at some of these things you shouldn't have you take responsibility yes i shouldn't have done that Number two, ask for forgiveness and you move on. You try not to do it again. Mm -hmm. And that's how you keep correcting yourself. But if you get arrogant, you're going to defend yourself. No, no, no. I, I was just looking over there and my eye went there. And, you know, that, that's, that's that person's fault for leaving it out. You know, if they mm -hmm. want, if that was private, they shouldn't have left it out. This is a belief now. You see, mm -hmm. this is a belief. Nothing to do with me. I done nothing wrong. It's the other person's fault. Right. So, mm -hmm. I'm, so then you're not going to, you're not going to move forward. You're going to stay where you mm -hmm. are. So that is how you start to start addressing these things in everyday life. Also, Adam is, is grateful um, because Allah has forgiven him. And he interestingly, so when we say Iblis blamed everyone, hmm. what did Adam do? Did, did Adam blame anybody? He doesn't. Adam doesn't go around. Adam doesn't say to Allah, Ya Allah, but it's Iblis that told me to do it and it's because of him I done it. Mm -hmm. See, you see the see the difference here now. The difference is Iblis is all blame. Mm -hmm. Adam is not. Adam is saying, no. Uh, um, I, I, he's not going. He's not going to blame Iblis. He takes responsibility. No, he says no. He says I done it. Mm -hmm. Right? Okay. Yes. Maybe somebody gave you wrong counsel, but you're you've got aql, right? You have to you have to make up your own mind. People will tell you all sorts of things, but you can't just blame other. Oh no no! But someone told me, and this person told me, or not. No no no! Take responsibility. Admit what you did was wrong, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and it'll work out. It'll be it'll be it'll be fine. So Allah so Adam alayhi salam is grateful to Allah subhanahu wa taala. He has a good opinion also of God, because he 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 knows that you know. He, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has a forgiving, he'll forgive mm. me. So this is a key thing, isn't it? Uh, for the listeners as well, you know, uh, what Sheikh said just now, having good opinion of so of God. Uh, it's, a, it's a very key concept. Um Khuda Apke Guman So God is the way you, you perceive him to be. Yes, that's the hadith, yeah. So you are in accordance to the opinion you have of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with you in accordance to your opinion of him. So if you have a good opinion of Allah that He will forgive you. He'll forgive you. Hmm. But if you if you think no, uh, there's no hope for me. I'm going to hell. Well, this is what you're saying that that you're saying that Allah won't for, Allah cannot forgive you. You're having hmm. a bad opinion of Allah. Um, why can't He? He can change your state if He wants. So you should never put um, that. You never have a bad opinion of, of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Or why did Allah do this? Why did Allah do that? It's the same thing as as, as Iblis. Why did you do this to me? Ya Allah, why did you do this to me? Why did you put me in a trap? It's, it's almost kind of like doubting the majesty of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, doubting yeah. his rahmah, his mercy. <clears throat> so when we have difficulties in our life, you should not say, 
why did God do this to me? And you know that you, you probably know this as well. People who say this kind of stuff. Hmm. Well, I, 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 you know, I didn't do anyone wrong. Why did God this do, do this to me? Why did God put me through this difficulty? I, did, I was a good person, blah, 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 blah. So we hear this all the time and we do it, um, which is why we've got to catch ourselves and think, oh, no, that's an Iblisi thing. I need to stop doing that. I need to change Reflection, that. Reflections with Sheikh Ahmed Jamil, final moments of reflections today. Uh, iftar today is at 8.07, um, uh, 13th of Ramadan uh, in Glasgow. It is 8.07. Of course, we are transmitting this worldwide. Uh, please check your local timetable for opening of the fast. Sheikh, um, final moments and uh, just a brief summary of akhlaq that we did. And then within akhlaq, we touched upon arrogance. And to finish off, uh, the dua that you taught us, Rabbana Zulamna Fusana, just the, the, the dua and his translation, please. Yes, yeah, so um, so again, you know, everything everything really, to be honest, starts and ends with akhlaq, with um, character. It's something, again, we all are obliged to do. Uh, every single one of us knows what's right, what's wrong, and what we should be doing and what we shouldn't be doing. And um, then we looked at the story of, of obviously Iblis and Adam and um, arrogance. Arrogance is one of those things which it should be top priority for every single one of us to try to get rid of in our lives. And you'll be surprised when you start reviewing yourself how much arrogance we actually uncover inside of ourselves. Um, often we're just not aware. So this is something which is extremely important because otherwise it can destroy our us. Um, and then you know you have in the Quran like the story is of Adam and Iblis. You have two types: the the right approach, the wrong approach. Hmm. Um, and um, the du'a that um, Adam salam made, which is a good one to to read, um, because we're you know constantly making mistakes, is Rabbana Zulamna and Fusana. So, um, o, o our Lord, we have wronged ourselves. And if you do not forgive us, and have mercy on us, we will surely be of the losers. So we are completely at your peril. We are completely at your mercy. You know, we've done, uh, we've oppressed ourselves, but if you don't forgive us, then, and have mercy on us, we'll be lost. So um, we'll end on that, inshallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For taking time out for reflections today. Um, iftar again is at 8.07. Inshallah, we'll be back tomorrow with another reflections. And tomorrow, inshallah, it will be with uh, Sheikh Rizwan Muhammad. Until then, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Assalamu alaikum.